What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a great episode. We're moving forward today with Tim Fulton. He's a nationally recognized small business consultant with over 30 years of entrepreneurship experience. He is also the author of the award-winning book, Small Business Matters, and its follow-up, Small Business Matters and All That Jazz. How are you today, Tim? John, I'm doing great. Happy Monday. Oh, happy Monday to you. And yeah, as we're recording this, thank you so much, Tim, for your time. And uh, I really appreciate it. Tim, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, you've got an amazing background. I'm really excited for you to share your insights with our listeners, especially those who are small business owners. Well, John, it goes back to being a, a, a teen and uh I was uh, many like maybe like many of your listeners. I was always looking for different ways of making money as as a young child, whether it was delivering newspapers on a bicycle or it was selling bumper stickers in school, cutting the neighbor's yards. Just I, I was fascinated with the idea of making money for myself. And then that transition when I went away to school, I went to uh, New Orleans, went to Tulane University, got a degree in economics and a master's in business and. Uh, John, I was the only person in my class that chose not to go work for uh, a big bank or a wow. big insurance company. Uh, I was mystified why anyone would want to go work for a big company. I wanted to work for myself, and I did that. Went back to South Florida, got involved with uh, several retail businesses. The first was a tire and automotive business as as the owner and operator, and I grew that business and sold it and then started a travel agency, and the same thing, grew it to multiple locations sold it, luckily, right before the airlines decided that they no longer wanted to pay commissions to mm. travel agencies. So timing was in my favor on that. And so that began be, uh, began a, a string of businesses that I started and grew and then found an exit for. And then over that time, uh, I've, I've found that I enjoyed talking and listening to other business owners, and I began mentoring and speaking and training uh, other business owners. And then that led to what I call Act Two, which was uh, starting my own consulting firm, Small Business Matters, uh, working as an executive coach and as a trainer and as a, as a mentor to small business owners. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Tim, uh, I've got to ask you, I'm very curious. I mean, is entrepreneurship something that you grew up with? I mean, how did you get the bug so early on? You know, that's an interesting question is, you know, is that something that is part of our DNA? Is it something that just kind of becomes attractive to us as we grow old? Uh, my, my father was not an entrepreneur. He worked as a, he was a general manager. So he had some entrepreneurial traits in him. I had a grandfather who was a doctor, but he was more, I think, of an entrepreneur than a, a, a doctor. Mm. But so I feel like some of it's in my, in my DNA. And just some of it has just been something that I have likened to over time. And I, I, I tell people, I'm, I am unemployable. I can't imagine having to work <laughs> with somebody. Yeah. No, I absolutely love it. And I also love the variety of the things that you've done from travel agency to, to tires. I mean, I think that is so cool. And it just shows that, you know, if you put your mind to it, if you have that entrepreneurial DNA, you can get into almost any business. Yeah. For me, it was never much about the product or the service. To me, it was the challenge of, of starting something, growing it, getting the right people on the bus, 
creating the right strategies for growth, and then figuring a way to get out. Yeah, and I'm so glad you're bringing that up. And we'll talk more about the exit strategy a little bit later. But Tim, I'm curious to ask you, in the work that you do today as a small business consultant and coach, what is your big why? John, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. And, and I ask myself that on, on, on occasions, maybe you know, some more of the bad days than the good days. What, why am I doing this? But over and over, it is the it's the reward that I get when I work with a small business owner and I see that person go from, you know, a company of a, a million people and, and a dozen employees to 10 million and, and 50 employees. And I see the joy, you know, that, that they have in growing that business and the impact it's having on the on the community and on families and then being able to work with teams of executives and seeing the growth in those teams over time. And the effect, the, 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 the little effect that maybe I'm having, but yet the, the huge effect that those businesses are having on the folks around them, that's, that's what keeps me going. Oh, I absolutely love it. And so as we're talking today in 2018, Tim, what is your biggest challenge that you face in achieving that big why? John, one challenge that I face, and I think other, other entrepreneurs and my peers have, is, is managing time. And really, it's even more about managing priorities around the business and and where I can be most effective, and then mixing in with that of family and 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 personal time, and just being able to make sure I'm getting the most out of you know the investment of time that I've got. So uh, time is is one of them. Uh, I think another challenge that I've got, uh, John, that I think that again that we we face together is that small business in this country for the first time is on the decline mm. in terms of the number of businesses starting. And I take that as a personal challenge, having been involved in small business now for over 30 years. So, uh, and, uh, so I, I'm trying to do everything I can in the space that I have to try to help people get started and help them grow their businesses. But, uh, that's a big challenge. And the, John, the third one that comes to mind is relates to capital Despite the fact that, that banks want to loan money, despite the fact there's over a trillion dollars available in equity capital to business today, it's harder today for businesses to acquire capital than yeah. it ever has been. And so that's a huge challenge. Yeah. And do you, do you see the connection between, I mean, there must be an obvious connection between challenge two and three. Why aren't we seeing more small businesses start? John, there are a couple, uh, couple reasons for that, and I follow the SBA has done a number of white papers and studies on this. One is that uh, my, my generation uh, of people in their, their 50s and 60s are looking to exit their business, and in some cases, those businesses are going away. You know, they're, they're, they're not being bought or sold. They're just going away. Uh, second is what comes to mind is that there? there's a lot of uh, merger and acquisition activity going on in, in a healthy economy like we have. And so big businesses are buying smaller businesses. And so as a result, we're seeing fewer small businesses. Uh, a third factor that comes to mind is, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the Affordable Care Act, and, and certainly it has its pluses and minuses. But one of the pluses was that it allowed individuals to leave companies where they had health insurance and maybe existing pre-existing conditions to then go start a business and not worry about losing their health insurance. And yeah. so what we saw was a lot of folks during that time period, we saw a big jump in the number of small businesses that were started during that time period. 
Now there is, there's a lot of uncertainty about that. In some cases, you know, people are not able to leave their current health insurance or can't find health insurance on their own. And that's limiting the number of people starting small businesses. Very unfortunate, but it's, it's just a sign of our time. Yeah. And you know what I love about uh, what you just shared? I mean, you shared two big challenges. One is a, a challenge in your own personal, you know, just managing your time, but also a much bigger challenge in terms of the, the landscape. So, Tim, I'm excited to ask you, I mean, where are you in tackling this challenge? What are some of the steps you're taking to move through it or move forward with it? Well, one is I'm, I'm trying to help educate my clients uh, on you know the options they got, particularly around capital and helping them find whether it's investors or work with banks, work with the SBA loan program to, to acquire capital so that they're able to, to grow their, their business. Uh, also, just helping them in terms of planning to help plan their business and anticipate some of the hurdles that they're going to face. Uh, as they grow their business, natural hurdles, barriers that every small business faces, helping them address that uh, before they hit it rather than when it hits. And and then also um, I'm involved in helping uh, with training programs for people who want to start small businesses and helping them understand uh, a, a good strategy for starting their business. Oh, that's fantastic. And what about the time management piece? Yeah, you know, that's, that's one that I, I struggle with again. And then I think it's less about time management, more about managing priorities. Uh, yes. And it, I think, again, it's it, part of it's just an, it's an education. It's an awareness for all of us understanding, you know, what's important and where we should be in investing our time, understanding some of the health uh, issues that, that surround those who aren't able to manage that well and the risks that we take. So again, more of an awareness, uh, I think, as, as much as I can do on my part. Yeah, I think those are great, great shares, and they tie in together so nicely. Well, Tim, are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? I am. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, so excited. I'm going to tweak this just a little bit. You hit on something which I think is super important, and I've had uh, it's been brought up recently by a couple of guests, and I really would like you to expand on it a little bit. Talk about the exit strategy. And it's mm -hmm. something that a lot of entrepreneurs, when they get started, don't think about. And in fact, I will admit it, I have an MBA and I learned about the exit strategy, but it wasn't something that I put foremost when I started this business. So what is an exit strategy? Let's start with that. And then sure. we'll, we'll talk from there. You know, John, it's interesting that we, that as business owners, we spend uh, sometimes enormous amount of time planning yes. to get into business and executing our plans for the startup of a business. And yet we give very little thought to how we're going to exit the business. And what I suggest to my clients is that thinking should start almost the same day that we start the business. Absolutely. We're moving towards what is the, what is the ultimate uh, destination? And uh, so it's interesting. An exercise that I do, and I would urge your listeners to consider that I do with my clients and when I, when I do training programs is I say, just imagine, John, just imagine six months from now, your business is going to go away. It's going to disappear. Mm. It's going to be a, a healthy death, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to die. Imagine what you would do over the course of the next six months if you knew that for certain that your business was going away. And the answers that I commonly get is, well, I would, I've got that one employee that I've been wanting to get rid of and I'd, I'd get rid of that employee and I've got that one really difficult customer uh, that's unprofitable. I'd get rid of that unprofitable customer and 
I would speed up my collections. I would get rid of excess inventory. They start identifying sometimes, you know, a dozen or more strategies, really good strategies that are only triggered because they have now been introduced to the idea of an exit. Wow. And so wow. It's, it's just, it's an exercise, but I find it really opens yeah. up their eyes once they begin thinking about and, and come to the realization that they will exit their business. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of when they will exit their business. But so when that's introduced to them, it just changes their mindset. It's like a light bulb goes off and they begin thinking about it. And then it's walking through. I've got a series of questions that I ask my clients to, to help them begin to develop that exit strategy um, in terms of timing and you know the, what type of exit it might be and who's going to be involved and what risks do you face where they're actually you're creating a plan for the exit of their business. And it's a very healthy experience. I love it. And I think what was really cool about what you just illustrated, going through the exit strategy planning can also help you identify current problems that you probably should address today and not in six months if that you know hypothetical situation happens. But Tim, and, I'm going to ask you as a follow-up, you said you go through a process. What Can you share with our listeners one question that you think is important as you're going through an exit strategy planning process? Probably the most important question is what will you do after exit? Yeah. What will you do after exit? Because I find that very few people have given thought to that. They've thought about what they're doing before the exit, but little, very little uh, uh, consideration of what they're going to do after. And the number that I throw out, and, and this was, was shared with me years ago, I think it's still valid, that the average lifespan, well, John, maybe you can guess, the average lifespan of a CEO after exiting their business. Just quick guess. What do you think it is? A uh, lifespan of a CEO after exiting a business? Yeah. Gosh. 30 years? 17 months. 17 months? 17 months is the average lifespan of a business Whoa, owner. Really? And oh that's that's the response that I get from business owners. But it, it makes sense if you think about it that you've been running this business nonstop for 30 years. It's been your life for all that time, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, making big decisions, working with big people, doing important things. And then all of a sudden, one day, you've exited that business hmm. and you don't have anything else that you're responsible for. You don't have to get up in the morning. You don't have important decisions to make. Your biggest decision is maybe when and where you're going to have lunch and with whom. And all of a sudden, your brain is used to run. It's like a car that's used yeah. to run full speed, and all of a sudden, it's it's running at five miles an hour, and and the the brain begins to deteriorate because it's not being used the way it was before. And once the brain goes, the body follows. It's 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 sad, and yet I'll tell you, it's an eye opener when people hear that. Yeah, no, and it really highlights how critical having that exit strategy plan is. So glad you shared that. Tim, I'm excited to ask you. I mean, uh, as someone who's been a small business owner, as a lifelong entrepreneur, and as a business coach and consultant, do you have a favorite app, website, or it could be a productivity practice? Hmm. Pick one that's been a real helpful one for you. Let's see. A tool that I use, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with, is Google Alerts. Mm -hmm. It allows me to keep up with my clients, my colleagues, even competitors, in terms of you know if they're in the news, if they're online for anything, I'm able to keep track of it. So it's just it's, and it's free. So that's a tool that I use regularly just to help me keep track of those that I want to follow. So that's Google Alerts. I have a a, um, a podcast, aside from yours, 
that I, I enjoy listening to. It's uh, Freakonomics. Oh, based on yes. That's a great one. Governor, <laughs> I love the, book. the books. And yeah, I'll have to check out. The, I haven't checked out the podcast, but I'll definitely uh, link it in the show notes and I'll have to check that one out. You know, it's all behavioral economics. Nice. To me, it's how it plays out within business, how it impacts the decisions that we make and the direction that we take. So I, I just, I, I find that uh, fascinating. So those are, are two that come to mind. Oh, fantastic. Tim, I'm going to ask you today, I'm excited to ask you, as someone who has made lots of decisions in his life, what is one small activity or choice you're going to make today to move forward? One decision that I'll make today it's it's a decision that I've made uh, the last couple of years that I've that I'll, I'll I'll make today as well, and that is uh, I take a sabbatical each year. Oh, that's great! I take I take off four to six weeks every year in usually June and July, and it was the scariest thing that I could ever have done a couple of years ago when I did it the first time. The thought of just leaving my business for that amount of time, and yet it's the best thing that I've ever done, and I've encouraged my clients to do it each year as well, because I think for a business owner, it's maybe the healthiest thing that you can do for your business. It's the healthiest thing you can do for yourself and for your business, because your business has to figure out how to exist without you. And my business is the same way. I'm a one-man show, and so when I'm not working, nobody's working. And yet what I found is each year as I've taken more time off, my business has grown incrementally. And so there, there's just a very positive relationship between taking quality time off and the impact it has on the business. So every year I have to make that decision. And right now I'm in the midst of it. And no question, I'm doing it again this year. Oh, fantastic. And I'm curious to ask, when you tell this to your clients, what is usually their first reaction? It's, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> no way. No way I could do that. And yet every time I've had a client do it, they'll come back and say it's it's the best thing that they've ever done, not only for themselves, but for their more importantly, for their business. Yeah, I believe it. Absolutely believe it. Hey, moving forward, listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Tim, ready to do a little time travel? Sure. Speaking of time, we've talked a lot about time in the future. We're going to travel five years from now. You're going to meet future Tim. Tell me who future Tim is in five years. Future Tim. Well, one, I hope to be a grandparent. That, uh, I'm hoping my two sons aren't listening, but that, that's, that's number one. <laughs> Uh, number two, I would love to. I love to travel, John. And travel to me is an adventure, yeah. and not only here in the United States, but being able to travel outside of our borders. So I'm hoping not only to be able to travel, but to be able to spread the you know the word around small business and entrepreneurship, and be able to to do programs in different countries and be able to speak in in different countries about small business and continue to be an advocate for that uh, around the world. And then in five years, I just hope that I'm able to continue to inspire the, the, the folks that I have the pleasure of working with, inspire them to leading happier lives, healthier lives, and, 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 and better businesses. If I can do all that in five years, I, I can't wait to get there. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely love it. And Tim, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work that you're doing with small businesses? 
Sure. John, my website is smallbusinessmattersonline.com, smallbusinessmattersonline.com. They're welcome. I have a monthly newsletter, Small Business Matters, that comes out free of charge. Uh, I'm happy to add any of your listeners that are interested to uh, the subscription list. You mentioned the two books, Small Business Matters and Small Business Matters, All That Jazz. Those are available on Amazon and then also available through my website. Awesome. And we'll have all of that linked on the write-up. Well, Tim, I'd love to have you close out the show. So share some parting wisdom with our Moving Forward listeners. The parting wisdom, John, would be, and it's something that I've found out late in life, is is find happiness. Yeah. For a long time, I was certain that that the the road to happiness is was success in my business. That if I could find success, if I could make more money, if I could sell more widgets, then happiness was was right around the corner. And it it just took about twenty five years of experience to find that I I'd gotten the order of those wrong. That that happiness needs to come first. That I need to find happiness first. And if I'm able to achieve that success will follow. And, and I've, I've tried to live to that uh, over the last five, seven years. And I, I hope your listeners, listeners will take heed of that and, and consider that as they move forward. I, I love it. What a great way to close out the show. Tim, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to share your amazing story and some incredible knowledge bursts that can inspire our listeners to move forward. Thank you so much, Tim. John, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And listeners, check it out one more time. BeMovingForward.com. You can follow us on social at BeMovingForward on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.